Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Real Estate with Axe, San Diego's premier podcast, keeping you up to date with all things relating to the San Diego real estate market, from interest rates to interviews with locals and everything in between. Welcome back. It is the Real Estate with Axe podcast. I'm Matt Axelson. It's Wednesday, January 17th. We're recording this live 1137 in the morning. Uh, Today is going to cover a Reddit post that I saw this week that I thought was really interesting. The person was speaking about um, things they wish they knew prior to the home buying experience, right? And so while I disagree with many things in that post, I still feel like this is a very valuable thing to speak to. And, And if there's anything that I speak to today that you feel like was impactful for you or, or you know, could be for your friend or you know, somebody that's looking into to buying in the moment, uh, shoot me a message. Let me know what you, what you found uh, resourceful or valuable uh, and I'll lean into that more in the future as well. So first thing I wanna speak to is you don't need every contingency protection. And so if you're not familiar with what a contingency is in an escrow or in the home buying experience, it's really a protection to the buyer. And so if you look at the purchase uh, agreement, you'll see that there are three different contingency periods. There's one for the inspection, AKA the due diligence contingency. There's also an appraisal contingency and there's a loan contingency. And so if you're someone who requires uh, financing in order to purchase a home, the bank is going to require an appraisal done on the property. And that's really just to make sure that you know, the amount of money that they're loaning you to purchase is backed by a real asset that's deemed at that value, right? So what I'm speaking to is you really just need one contingency. In my two cents, I would keep the inspection or the due diligence, you know, it's the same thing. So the inspection slash due diligence contingency. What's standard is 17 days, and you can adjust that, you can shorten it, you can lengthen it, whatever you wanna do. Uh, What this does, by just having the one contingency is it gives your offer a little bit more oomph when you're competing against other people, right? So if they have, let's say, uh, you know, it's a million dollar property, five offers, every single one of them is the same. They all have the three contingencies. They're all the same price point, same deposit, all the above. If you have just the one contingency versus the three, what that shows the seller is that you have confidence in your ability to perform. It also shows the seller that you're committed to this property, right? You don't have all these extra outs uh, and ways to get out of the escrow. You have one, right? And so that, while that might sound scary to you, it's really, that's all you need. You just need one. So anything that comes up within those first 17 days, you've got that built-in contingency. You get out of there, you get your deposit back, no penalty, no harm, no foul. Second thing, if you can afford the payment today, buy that thing, right? So I have a cousin who will remain nameless, who I was looking at properties for him, his wife, and his his little guy uh, about three years ago. And uh, he is a brilliant guy, but he overthought the entire thing. So he kept telling me over and over and over, there's a foreclosure wave coming, blah, 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 blah. And I kept showing him, I'm like, hey man, here's every single forecast, everything I'm looking at, here's different articles, disputing what you're saying, here's why. And not in an argumentative way, but just, you know, trying to, to really give him the value that I, you know, was trying to share. And 
And so because of that, he never bought, right? He could have bought at the time about a $900,000 property. And in the last three years, if you guys you know, have any knowledge on San Diego, we've gone up 40% of appreciation since that time. And so he could have put $350,000 in his pocket over this time frame, but still he's not a homeowner today. He's still been renting the last you know three years. So whatever that amount of money is, is just burned and gone, right? And and so and but now that same home that he wants to buy is now worth one three rather than his eight fifty nine hundred that he wanted to you know get at the time. So it just it makes everything that much more difficult. And know that here in San Diego, there's no crash coming soon. And this is just my two cents again, but it's not coming soon. We have a tremendous amount of a deficit in terms of supply and demand. And here in San Diego, we're if not the you know, highest demand city in, in, uh, in the country in terms of, you know, beach, climate, style of home, livability, all of the above, you know, we're definitely high up there. And so that crash is not coming. So if you're someone waiting for a crash, don't do that. Buy it now if you can afford the payment or whatever payment you can afford, go get that now. Ride that appreciation up. That's like additional salary to your yearly income, right? And then eventually in three, four, five years, whatever time frame, you can continue to level up. So that's the second thing. Third is don't compare your situation to others because it's gonna rob you from the joy of this experience. So let's say your friend you know, got a place last year, they have a, you know, a backyard, they've got a, you know, a cold plunge, you know, it seemed like their escrow was just super smooth, you know, all these sort of things. A, you don't know if it was smooth, right? It could have had so many issues during that escrow um, that, you're, that you're unaware of, that they were going through a tremendously stressful time. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, wow, well, they look so happy. Like, why am I stressed out? Well, it's a tough situation. I mean, this is oftentimes, you know, the biggest asset that you own. And so that is a stressful process. And that's why you need to team up with people who are going to take that stress away from you. And they're also going to give you information up front so that, that way all of this is expected. So nothing is, is scary. Nothing is like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? You're ready, right? And so that's another thing. The fourth would be get what's, what fits you today. So if you're somebody, let's say you have no kids. Let's say you don't want a cold plunge, you know, like you don't need any of that stuff. Get what fits where you are today. So I'm going to use my wife as, as an example. She loves walkability. She loves having you know, good friends at the different uh, coffee shops nearby. She loves, you know, waving at everybody that sees her on the day to day. So for her, we're never moving to the suburbs, right? I know that for a fact. Like, we're never moving out to, uh, you know, different pocket. Well, you know, I, let me not say those neighborhoods because they're great neighborhoods, but they're not for her. So again, buy what fits you and what fits you today, not something that you think you're going to be in five years or 10 years. Because if we bought some place in the suburbs now, she'd be miserable, right? So get what fits you today. Fifth thing, start speaking with lenders now. Learn what your overhead is going to look like. You know, whether that's, you know, depending on the price point, uh, depending on the the loan product that you use, uh, and also depending on the deposit amount. And you don't need to go get fully pre-approved, you know, if you if you don't feel like you're you're wanting to go out and look at homes today. But at least go have the conversation so you can have an understanding of like, okay, if I were to look at this $700,000 condo, how would that differ from this $750,000 detached home? Uh, you know, are there different loan products that I could use for either? 
how does my monthly payment differ if I put 10% down or 8% down versus 20, right? And it might make sense for you to keep more cash, you know, in your basically as, as cash reserves or in your accounts rather than deploying more into the property, but it may also. So that's the fifth thing. At least get the conversation started so you can have an understanding and be prepared. And you also don't need to get your credit dinged. You know, you can really just kind of provide your credit score, give them some, uh, some rough understanding as to what your income looks like for you or you and your spouse, um, and then any cash reserves that you have, and then they can kind of project as to what that monthly overhead would look like. So those are the five things I would say are that are probably most important to understand prior to the home buying experience. And that's all I got for you. So I'm sorry I was just like a constant ramble for several minutes, but I hope that that brought you guys some value. And if you have any questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Real Estate with Axe. Call me, text me, 858-232-6383. Also in the show notes of this podcast, I have a Calendly link. So you can even you know, grab a time that works well for you in your calendar. It'll give us a little calendar invite. We can hop on Zoom and discuss anything, you know, whether it's a, a buyer consultation, a seller consultation, or really just you wanting to, to learn a little bit more about San Diego and kind of what's happening in the real estate market. But that's all I got. I hope you guys have a tremendous rest of your day and we'll see you next Thursday. Peace.